Then I want to say happy Father's Day to dads. Um, I know Father's Day is not always, as uh, Claire prayed, that uh, it's not always a great day for people, but um, God bless you if you are a dad, and and, uh, I remember my uh, father fondly. Um, and uh, he's now with the Lord. So I um, want to also um, just mention um, my wife went downstairs, but today is our 40th wedding anniversary. Wow. We were married when we were eight, each of us. Wow, 40 years. And uh, I said this at the first service, but... Um, you've been married um, for 40 years, there's been great times and there's been difficult times. Of course, I belong at Lighthouse Church too, and so you all know that. And uh, I've I've married an amazing woman, so um, love her very much, and uh, you can tell her I spoke nicely about her in her absence. It'll give me some brownie points. All right. How is everybody? Good. Uh, So we are in a series that we've titled, Got Fruit, and we have been talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, we're going to wrap up next week. Uh, We've been going through them one after the other. Actually, the bulletin says I'm going to be sharing on um, self-control next week. It's going to be James Cooper who's going to be sharing on self-control. And um, for heaven's sake, I know you don't want to hear about from me about self-control, so... um, (laughs) So uh, we look forward to that, James. But um, we've been going through these, and uh, we're going to end with self-control next week. Uh, We have learned over these last weeks that um, the fruits of the Spirit are are not so much things that we're supposed to go out and work on as they are character traits, first of all, of our God, and that through the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit develops these fruits in our lives as we grow spiritually and as we walk with Jesus. So we've talked about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, today gentleness, and then next week self-control. I was in a long McDonald's drive through line this morning and the young lady behind me leaned on her horn because I was taking too long to place my order. Take the high road, I told myself. So when I got to the first window, I paid for her order along with my own. The cashier must have told her what I'd done because as we moved up in the line, she leaned out her window and she mouthed the words, Thank you. Obviously embarrassed that I had repaid her rudeness with my kindness. When I got to the second window, I showed them both receipts and took her food too. She has to start in the line all over. Don't honk your horn at old people. (laughs) All right, today we're going to talk about gentleness, and here is our question. What or who comes to mind when you think of the word gentle or gentleness? Um, I got to tell you, the first service really failed me. This, this, uh, so I'm really looking for you for some good answers. What or who comes to mind when you think of gentle or gentleness? If you'd like to answer, James and Flint will run the mics. You get their attention. You stand up, speak directly in the mic, give us a brief answer. Anybody able to help us get started? I didn't mean to put too much pressure on you. 
gentle or gentleness? Good morning, I'm Darcy. Um, when I think of gentleness, I think of my inner child. Um, for healing for myself, I've had to learn to be gentle to myself. So, That's thanks. excellent. We're going to talk about that today. Thank you, Darcy. Um, who else? Mike. Well, I'm Mike. Well, I don't think of myself. <laughs> but I, on Father's Day I, and every day, I think of my father. He was the kindest, gentlest person that I ever knew. Huh. Thank you, Mike. We can do what comes to your mind with gentle or gentleness as well as people, but um, who else would like to share? All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, right away, I thought of Mother Teresa, of course. Hmm. I've always looked up to her. My mom always talked about her. And uh, Princess Diana, she's always been uh, one of my role models in hmm. life. She was always so gentle and peaceful and kind. So uh, definitely she's one of the first ones that come to mind when I think about gentle, her behavior. And um, she never was really a fighter. She was just calm about everything. Even in, even in the midst of things, she was gentle with her words. So I've always respected her for that. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Anybody else? What or who comes to mind? Chris back behind the pillar back there raised his hand. Good morning. My name is Chris, as Bill said. And I would say my kids' other grandpa. Not my dad, but other side. Hmm. Very good. Anybody else? Over there. So, it's been said uh, of Christianity is that the only only place that shoots that are wounded, huh. and um, I would say that uh, when I when I think of gentleness, I think of the whole recovery process. Like uh, I've been going to celebrate recovery for a while, and the way that everyone accepts my failings and my character defects and helps me work through it, I'd say has been a very gentle process. Oh, thank you, Galen. It's very nice. Anybody else? Happy to do one more. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Is that really a hand up or? All right. Uh, I think of my Uncle Gary. He's the most gentle, kindest hearted person that I know. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> So thanks for those answers. I think it's really cool that we, uh, we think of people. I think when we think of kindness or gentleness is the term this time, uh, we think of people in our life. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot about gentleness, obviously, this week, uh, meditating on some gentle scripture. And the first thing that comes to my mind um, as I've thought about gentleness is that uh, many of us in this Lighthouse family have had anything but gentle lives. Turn and tell someone he's got that right. For many, you've lived fast, ran hard, lived on the edge, been a risk taker, and risk takers are not gentle. 
turn and tell someone he's got you pegged. Others, perhaps, have worked very hard most of their adult life. Our lives have been consumed with doing, making a living, making money, maybe serving. And we come home after a long day and somebody asks us, how was your day? It's not very often that we say, oh, it's been a gentle day. (laughs) Usually it's, oh, it's been a tough day. Or it's been a busy day. Many in our Lighthouse family deal with mental health issues. One thing that I have learned is that people with significant mental health issues are not gentle with themselves. It might be hard if you're dealing with mental health issues to be gentle to others. And it might be even difficult for you to experience moments of gentleness. Uh, Gentleness is an interesting word for a fruit of the Spirit. Um, For a characteristic or a character trait that God is developing in us. Uh, One of the first things I wonder is like, so we've got goodness, we've got kindness, and we've got gentleness. How how do they differ? It's kind of an interesting question. And uh, I've gone to our staff each week and I've asked about the the fruits of the Spirit that we're focusing on this week. And and they've come up with a variety of answers. Sometimes I've shared them with you. Uh, One of the first things that um, came up this last week when I asked about gentleness or being gentle is they thought about holding a baby. Um, I got to meet a a daughter, about six, seven weeks old, of a nephew of mine yesterday at a graduation uh, uh, reception down in the Twin Cities. And, and, you know, somebody hands you a little baby, you're about as gentle as you will ever be with something or somebody. Uh, and it was wonderful. And when somebody brought a baby the other day, um, I thought to myself, so my daughter, Sarah, um, who I think is downstairs helping with Sunday school, so don't tell her I'm talking about her. She, uh, you've maybe heard me say before that she was colicky growing up, and then she just did not sleep for the first five years of her life. It was amazing. And, um, and we would have to, um, we w- one of us would have to lay kind of on the floor in the room she was going to sleep, hoping that she would go to sleep. Don't come up afterwards and tell me that's not how you do it, because you weren't there. And, and I think, when I think of gentleness, I think about, now it would have been harder at this age, I think about getting up off the floor and quietly <laughs> trying to get out of the room, hoping that she wouldn't wake, out, that, wake up. That is gentle, huh? That is gentle. So gentleness, what are, what are the, some of the other things that we might think of? So um, here's one that came to my mind. Um, I've been with um, a lot of people over the years at the end stages of life. And um, I've been with hospice workers. And I have been with um, palliative care workers in those settings. And they model gentleness with the dying. It's amazing. Um, 
So here's one I, I thought of. I think I shared this at staff. Um, my wife, who is downstairs with kids right now, my wife is amazing with kids. And there have been hundreds of times when I have seen her gently redirect kids when I've wanted to yell, Stop it! She has a gentle gift about that. My daughter, who never slept for the first five years of her life, um, helps with our youth, and uh, she's a teacher, an elementary school teacher. Uh, Has some tough kids at times um, in the classroom that she teaches in. And she has an amazing, patient, and gentle spirit. I've seen her just kind of, you know, deal with kids and issues that, in a way that is just, it kind of, I marvel at it, actually. Um, I think of beautiful summer days with a gentle breeze. I was surprised nobody said that. Beautiful summer days with a gentle breeze. You know, biblically, a definition for gentleness would be this. It's a humble, non-threatening demeanor. And I think most of you who came up with a person in your life, that's what you thought of. Somebody who has a humble, non-threatening demeanor. Here's something else that I want you to know. This is so important that we remember this. That gentleness from a biblical standpoint that Paul is talking about, it comes from strength, not weakness. So we're not talking about a weak spirit. We're not talking about weakness and then gentleness flowing out of that. The gentleness that we're talking about comes out of strength. And I think one of the useful things about gentleness and one of the things, one of the reasons why God wants to develop it in us um, is that it can be useful in helping other people. And um, especially in helping other people who are dealing with emotions, dealing with anger, dealing with pain, dealing with fear and uncertainty. Um, One of the things you learn if you take a class on de-escalating conflict is that when the tension rises, when there's conflict in the room, speak softly. Speak slowly with a kind of a, a slow, low voice. And it just amazingly tends to bring things down. It's almost the opposite of what our instinct is. Our instinct is to jump in. Um, And yet it's a gentle spirit that often disfuses things. This is why this fruit is so important to us at Lighthouse Church. People often come here in turmoil or difficulty. Things may not be going well in life. In our pain, in our brokenness, we need people who can humbly approach us with gentleness. In our pain and brokenness, we need to handle each other with humility and with gentleness. Here's the deal. This is something that I, you, this is for me. I don't know if you're like this, but I usually know when I screwed up and made a mess of things. Rarely does it help to have people loudly pointing it out. Now, if you're like me, that might be the case as well. Like, you know, most of us in this room, 
we know when we've screwed up and made a mess. For me, the most helpful approaches have been approaches in gentleness with a little understanding and compassion. And that's where I've derived accountability. So let me say that one more time. As we handle the people in our lives, as we, we handle, especially in, in the larger recovery community, as we handle one another, one, another uh, one of the things that we can find is that is that gentleness is actually going to convey to others understanding and compassion in a way that will help then help us then be able to talk about accountability. Remember, gentleness comes from a position of strength, not weakness. You with me? Strength, it's to be strong is at times to be gentle. Um, one of the biblical stories that that I think demonstrates this, and it's the first Bible story that I thought of when I thought of gentle, uh, comes from John chapter 8. So I want you to grab a Bible, and I want to read this story from John chapter 8. John chapter 8, there should be Bibles around you if you don't have one of your own. Uh, We have the page numbers up on the screen. This is one of the more well-known stories in the Bible, even if you've not spent much time around church. Um, Just would like to read through it, if you can begin reading at verse 1 with me. Follow along. Jesus returned. Give you a second here to find pages. I still hear them turning. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? Believe it or not, that is correct from a Jewish tradition standpoint. That would have been the punishment. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his fingers. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. I always picture that. We used to do these dramas in my last church on the life of Jesus, and this was one of the stories we would do annually, and I always picture it it being this tender and gentle moment between this woman and Jesus, where he kind of raised her back up and looked at her with compassion and empathy and gentleness and offered her forgiveness and grace. And I think about, I think about how, how in the Gospels, um, 
Jesus doesn't be, seem to be surprised by sin very often or at all. Um, he seems to deal with it with a gentleness that is just really kind of hard to believe. The people he's less gentle with are the self-righteous people and those who condemn Jesus. And I want you to, I want you to know that I, I think that that, that one of the biggest revelations for me as in going through these fruits of the Spirit has been that these fruits are character traits of our God. If we really want to know what this fruit looks like, look at God, and we're going to be able to see that that is something that he has created in us in the beginning because we've been created in his image, and that it is something that he now desires to redeem in us in Jesus' name. And, and gentleness is one of those big traits of God that we sometimes miss in the scriptures. So, for example, if you read through the Old Testament, you think of the Old Testament as being about, you know, creating big things and floods and battles and plagues. And yet the psalmist declares, you know, how do you, how do you come to know God? Be still and know that I am God. Or Elijah, when he's fearing for his life, this prophet of God, he runs to the hills and he hides out. And it says that this big you know, earthquake comes, this big wind comes, this big storm comes, and that God's not in any of these. And yet then God speaks to Elijah in a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. I just think about the incarnation and that God decided to enter our space and time and earth as a little baby. The first thing that I think of when, when I think of being gentle. Talk about the vulnerability of our God entering our space in that way. You know, there's so many stories. I could go, you know, through them all, but I'm not going to. You know, Jesus is walking along the road one day with his disciples following behind him, and, and he hears them arguing about which one of them is going to be the greatest. Jesus doesn't turn around and confront him. It says that later in the day, I don't know, I kind of picture it like they were sitting around a fire. Jesus kind of just gently asks, so guys, what were you arguing about on the road? It's amazing. I think about the parable of the prodigal son. And this son comes and asks for his inheritance maybe years before his dad even kicks the bucket. And the dad gently says, my son, you probably need to learn the hard way like everybody else. Gives him his inheritance. He goes off. Father doesn't go looking for him, trying to get him home. He kind of waits for him. It says that he's gazing into the horizon, waiting for his son to come home one day. And when he sees him, he welcomes him in gentle, open arms. Oh my gosh, the gentleness of our God. He rarely barges in on our self-destructive lives but sends us his spirit and calls us home. Doesn't scold us like a parent. I know what you did. <laughs> he does. But he just gently waits for us to confess and to come home. Maybe that's why these verses from Matthew are so important 
because not only are they, they words of something about Jesus, but they literally reveal to us the very heart and character of our God. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. My, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and what? Gentle at heart. Oh. I'm humble and gentle at heart. And your soul, uh, you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So one of the things that I realized in talking about gentleness this week is that one of the hardest things for our Lighthouse family is going to be um, being gentle with ourselves. And um, I'm going to invite Claire up here because I asked if she would help me with the, the rest of um, this message. Um, most of you know Claire. She is a peer support specialist here at Lighthouse Church. She also is... Uh, uh, somebody who's been helping with our Sunday school and our youth ministry. And uh, she shared a message um, weeks ago now mm -hmm. on one of the fruits of the Spirit. I think it was peace. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I gave um, the three other people who were sharing a message the option. You pick which fruit you want, and I'll take the rest. And so the first thing Claire said when I said, you pick the fruit, she said, I want, I want gentleness. And then changed her mind. And, uh, and I had talked to her a little bit, why do you want gentleness? And, and uh, she told me, she'll tell us in just a moment. Um, and I, we're not going to talk about why she changed her mind, but we are going to talk about her perspective on gentleness because I thought it was pretty insightful. So um, Claire, why did you initially pick gentleness? Why, why did that one stand out to you as a fruit of the Spirit? Well, it initially stood out to me because oftentimes I, um, when I encounter people and kind of say goodbye, I will say, I hope the day treats you gently. Because if there is anything I have learned, it is that sometimes this world and our lives, they can be really hard. And when you be, tell people, oh, hope you have a good day, sometimes it's, it's you know, difficult to be like, yeah, it's, it's all good because it might not always be. And um, I've learned that empathy can go a long way. Hmm. And um, I also, in high school, read a quote that was really... She's not in high school anymore, by the way. She's, she's, that was years ago. <laughs> so I read this quote in a, a book of mine, and it really stuck out to me and is something I've carried with me for quite some time. Hmm. And I even did like an art project with it because I did, it meant a lot to me. And so it reads... Quote's going to be up on the screen. screen. Yeah. It says, Oh, to be given the gifts of the chameleon, not only the ability to match the appropriate facade to circumstances at will, but also the capacity to look in two directions simultaneously. How much gentler our time on this planet would be I think most people are chameleons, hiding pain and anger beneath a mask of civility. We call those who aren't afraid to disguise it dangerous, but I wonder if hiding behind the facade is not, in fact, the more perilous pursuit. 
So it's, it's kind of interesting because when I sat and talked to Claire about, um, about why gentleness is so important to her, um, she quoted this from memory from years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's funny how things stick in our minds, aren't they? Um, so why was this so important to you? Well, it really got me thinking about um, how I can be more vulnerable and how I can let people in and kind of see that unmasked self and um, to allow myself to ask for support when I need it, to be open and honest and um, not worry so much about what others will think of me, but rather allow them in and allow them to help when help is needed. And I also really like the part of where it says um, how seeing in true directions um, would make our time on this planet much gentler because I think there's often like a side of my brain that is really just like filled with anxious thoughts and self-deprecating thoughts, but also the side of my brain that's getting a little better at counteracting those, those thoughts um, is able to give me a hopeful outlook that can overpower the, the ones that aren't helpful. So you've kind of mastered all this now? Is that Most what you're definitely saying? definitely not. Absolutely Asking not. for people for help. And, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, and and I, I, think, um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of that comes out of your lived experience. And um, for those who don't know, it's, um, I mentioned Claire's a peer support specialist. She's in recovery for mental health issues and an eating disorder. And... Um, and part of your story is not being gentle with yourself. Can you just say a word about that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I often found that, especially with depression, it was really hard to see any sort of light. And um, the, the thoughts and voices in my head that said, you're not good enough, um, you know, you'll never be good enough, were really overpowering. And it just led to a lot of darkness where I... I couldn't see or think clearly about myself. Um, and especially having an eating disorder, it will affect every part of your life and it causes a lot of damage to internal organs and your whole body that um, at the time I really didn't care about because I didn't think I deserved to care for myself. And uh, I think through recovery and that journey, I have found that so many of us tend to run from the things we are hiding from, but in recovery, we're forced to face them. And that can be really hard to just sit with, but by allowing ourselves to feel all those emotions and kind of sit with them, we can learn to be gentle with ourselves and make that a little easier. Um, Yeah, that that sounded really easy when you just said it, yeah. Um, so, so um, tell us, uh, tell us, kind of the what have you done? You've you've kind of had to, kind of develop some of these skills and and not necessarily listen to the voices in your head, but work on um, you know being more gentle with yourself. And if you could just talk about that and what you do and how that plays itself out in your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, something my therapist actually told me to do um, that has really been helpful is to speak to yourself the way you would speak to someone else. Um, I think we often get these really self-criticizing thoughts that they're not, they don't serve us in any way. And you know, we, it's 
basically impossible to shame yourself into somehow being good enough or being better and that um, treating ourselves with kindness um, makes it um, quite a bit easier to make forward progress and to learn to love ourselves a little bit more. Um, So by either journaling or just being able to recognize some of those thoughts that might not be true and just getting them out uh, has really been helpful in recognizing that mm, that might that might be far from the truth um, and being able to kind of correct or challenge some of those thoughts. Have you gotten better in um, kind of asking for help or, or being more open with, with people in your life? Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. That's a hard hard deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give yourself grace about that. Be gentle on yourself with that too. Absolutely. Yeah. So what has this done in your work with others? Um, you know, has it made it, has it made it more difficult or easier to be gentle with others? I think it's made it much easier. Um, yeah. It's made me a more empathetic person because I have found that oftentimes when people don't treat us with kindness or gentleness, it may be an inward reflection of what's going on in their own mind, what's going on in their lives that may make them hardened or sometimes bitter, and learning that if we are gentle with them and we lift them up and pray for them, that um, they might be able to feel some of that love that they, they deserve. Yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes I, I've had to learn that, that people's reaction to me has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what's going on in their life. And, and the more gentle I, I deal with that, the more disarming it kind of becomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know at the last service you kind of mentioned that you struggle a little bit with perfectionism, a little bit with perfectionism. And um, because that, I think that people who are perfectionist even in little areas of their life, um, tend to not be very gentle with themselves. Is that true? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say anything about it? How, how has that worked its way out in your life? Well, initially it was very all-consuming. Um, and it kind of brought some of those really critical thoughts into my brain, but uh, through allowing myself to have a little bit of grace and accepting that um, God says I am enough just the way I am, um, it's made me be able to be more gentle with myself and more patient in growing and um, in the recovery process. Yeah, I think it's important for us to, you know, sometimes when I'm sharing a message here at Lighthouse, I always think everybody's hoping there's like three easy steps and then this is done, right? And, um, you know, learning to be gentle with yourself is not three easy steps. It's like, this is the rest of your life's journey. Mm -hmm. Um, How's it kind of impacted your relationship with God? Um, It has made me recognize just how gentle he is. Um, and he, he's always been there. He will always be there. Um, and he, he hasn't given up on us. And he says that, you know, we are made in his image. He, he knows our faults and our imperfections. And he still loves us unconditionally. He uh, is always the one we can go to um, for that gentleness and support. 
So this journey has kind of grown that inside of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, um, I mentioned Claire's peer support specialist is kind of her main job. But eventually over the next year, we're hoping to transition her more and more into um, ministry kinds of roles. And so um, if you don't know Claire, I hope you, you get to know Claire. She's a wonderful young lady and uh, very gifted and talented. So thank you for sharing today. I uh, just wanted you um, to know and kind of want to wrap up with this is, is that uh, there's one thing I want everybody to take home today is that there is a gentleness to our God, um, especially if you are in the midst of something yourself right now. If you're, if you're dealing with some issues, some, some pain, uh, some struggles, some, some results of, of your own bad decisions or mistakes, uh, the reality is, is that God knows all about those already. And that he is there to, to reach down and to kind of stir in you uh, not only um, his, you know, relationship with you in, in a gentle way, but gentleness within yourself that you can make it through this day and make it through this week till we get back together again. So God bless you all. Thank